Welcome to Relationship and Marriage Advice, where you come to find solutions. My name is Ray, and I'm your host. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we talk about dealing with a cheating spouse and domestic violence. I recently had a discussion from, it was started off with an email from Jason. I'll just use first names to protect privacy. And his concern was how can he control domestic violence and his spouse cheating on him? He found out. So we had a discussion and we ended up, you know, finding out some pretty disturbing um, scenarios. And the good thing about this session with Jason was that his spouse was willing to work with him. And that's always key. Because if you want to fix something, you can't fix something in a relationship if the other party and your other partner does not want to be involved. It's hard. Then you're the only one that's tugging at something. And maybe you're the only one then that's thinking that something is broken or something that needs fine tuning. So in any relationship, before I get into Jason's scenario, in any relationship, I always tell couples that fighting is a good thing. Fighting is actually needed. And it's important how you fight. And what's even more important is how you resolve the fight. It's not about the petty little things. It's about mutual respect. It's about mutual understanding. And it's about being vulnerable. Because when you're vulnerable, you're trusting that your partner understands you at your weakest. So now coming back to Jason, we sat down and we had a, a remote session and Jason had spoken his concerns and I wanted to hear from his partner. And the problem with her partner from what she told me was that she can't manage her emotions and she gets very angry and she needs to either throw things, hit things. And unfortunately she's like, I can't control, but I end up hitting him. And sometimes I can't stop hitting him and it gets bad and he needs to strain me. And she's like, I even at one time out of this rage, I ended up calling the authorities and lied to them that he hit me when it was myself. I was hitting myself. And when she was done talking, I asked her how she felt about that and what made her go back and correct that story. And she said, I didn't want to lose him. I know the things that I'm doing are wrong. I am not making excuses. I just want this to stop. And I want to figure out how to stop it. 
And, you know, and I said, okay. And I said, how long? And then, then my next question is that, how long has this been pattern? Her name was Simone. I'll just use first name. How long has the pattern been continuing? And Simone turns around and says, um, it started, she was having a hard time, you know, going back because now I'm pushing her to go back to events that are actually triggering these pains that she has blockages and I can, we're on a you know, zoom call and I can read body language and I can see that she's willing to discuss this, but as she's getting closer to actually opening up her mouth and discussing this, she freezes up and now she's not comfortable and I can recognize that. And I had to come in and say, listen, Simone, I understand the question that I asked and I understand what it brings to the table and what it's asking you to bring to the table. And I understand that it requires tremendous courage. And I also understand you may be the one that's abusing, but you're also abusing yourself and have been and your partner sees that. So we're here with you, not against you. So we're going to get through this. We got this and you're not alone. And when I said that, she got emotional and she felt comforted and she held her partner's hand and she says it started with multiple with her father abusing her, touching her in appropriate ways. Um, she went to her mom and told her, her mom, her family, old fashioned, didn't believe her. Um, her uncles also did the same thing. Um, so she was at a very young age and early age repeatedly abused. And she started crying. She had to pause a lot of times. And she hadn't told this to her partner. She didn't know how. She didn't feel that she can keep herself collected, her emotions collected. She needed help. So as she was telling me all this, I didn't leave her hanging. I was there right with her every step of the way. And I said, everything that was done to you, none of that is your fault. Other people do horrible things when they're in pain. You were in pain for so many years. And most recently, because of that pain, you abused and hit your husband. It's not your fault. I'm not saying that they were right. I'm not saying that you were right. But being and carrying around any type of toxic pain or evil pain or evil intent, that's an energy, low vibrational energy, no matter what it is. And people project that all the time. Some do very sinister things. So what was done to you 
is not the same as what you did to your husband. Who knows what their motives were? Who knows if they were abused? And the reason I'm bringing this up, and I know it's uncomfortable, I told her to hear this, but you have to look at that vantage point. It's painful to go back, but you have to also take into consideration that either it was going to be you or somebody else that they were going to unleash on, project their toxic intent on. They did, and I asked her, I said, do you believe in energy or are you a bit spiritual? And she said, yes, I'm very spiritual. I said, okay, Simone, so whatever they did to you, they did to your body, they affected your energy, but your energy is internal. It never dies. You came from so many other lifetimes. You just take, I said, you do, do you believe in that? She said, yes, I do. I said, sometimes your body could be bullied. Sometimes it could be pushed. Sometimes those pushes, or sometimes they could get into a fight and it gets bruised, it gets hurt, but the body takes it. When you are ready, you have to look at these people and the way that they brought their toxic energy to your innocence and wanting to take advantage. And you have to step back without emotions and see, and it's not going to be easy. And I'll be here, your partner's here with you. And you have to see how weak they were to do that to a young child. How pathetic they were, how low vibrational they were. And whatever they did, it's done. You don't need to carry that around. You're here for a reason, a purpose. And don't let these low vibrational souls diminish that purpose. So the way that you get past this is you need to look at that event, look at them in the eye and just say, it's okay. It's done. You did what you had to do. At one point you impacted me. Not anymore. Because you are bigger than them. You're here for a whole other purpose. And don't let their actions put that purpose on hold. Those that love you are here. They can't wait for you to rise up and shine the way that you're supposed to. They see you. You just are not seeing yourself because you're clouded with shame and there's nothing to be ashamed of.
as she was processing this. And she was emotional. And Jason hugged her. And she looked up into the camera and asked me a question. She said, I can't. Ray, I can't. I can't forgive them. I said, it's okay. You don't need to forgive them now. I said, I'm going to ask you something. There's a memory that's playing in your mind over and over and over again. If it's okay with you, can you share that memory with us? I know it's going to be hard. And she did. She shared the way that she felt violated, the way at night they would come in her bedroom and wake her up and she would pretend that she's still sleeping, touch her in all the wrong places. She can't get those memories out of her head. I said, good, you let it out. You're not holding it in your, inside of you all by yourself. You've opened it up and it's going to heal. You're not alone, Simone. What happened to you, you're not alone. There's so many young girls that fall victim to that kind of prey. And it's not right. Maybe there's something that is inside of you that could do something about it. You have, you have that energy. It's built up. You have that anger that you want to destroy them. So why not take all that energy, that fuel that you're pushing towards domestic violence against your partner and turn it into action towards helping and protecting other victims. Find out if there's a place that little girls can call whose family might not listen. And started processing that. I said, the longer you stay quiet, the longer you stay stuck in that loop, you're not moving forward. We don't have a time machine that we can go backwards and change that time. We just don't. 
but the scars that life gives us, sometimes the horrible ones, like the ones that were given to you, were given so that you may be able to do something about it. Not everybody can rise up to that. They can't. And I'm not here judging anyone. It's a tough situation. And she stopped and looked at me in the camera again, and she says, Do you have any idea what it feels like to go through that? Because she felt being a woman and doing that, I may not have any idea what she's talking about. And I said, Simone, I do. Because what happened to you, unfortunately, happened to me. But I'm different. I didn't carry him. I wasn't like you. I didn't have that anger. I don't know why. I just didn't. I don't associate with them. But very similarly, I was raised in a house with a lot of kids, a lot of people coming in and out. But not men, but women did that to me. So I understand how it feels to have an adult touch you in a, in, a, in a very inappropriate way and how your stomach crawls and shrinks up, how you freeze, how you're petrified and you're frozen and you can't snap out of it, how you want to scream but you can't because you're afraid. and how you feel violated, dirty, because you were touched by them. I understand it all. If I want to recall my memories, they're right there, fresh. But they don't bother me anymore. I took and recognized, I recognized that if I stayed there, it's a choice. But I'll also be sacrificing all the things that I'm capable of doing in my lifetime. And those people don't deserve that. That's what I told myself. The energy, the God that created me created me for a purpose. I'm here for a purpose. That's what I believed in. And dirty, slimy, stinky people are not going to get the best of me. So my answer was, fuck you. You had your jollies touching me when I was little. 
you ain't getting access to me anymore. And no one has. I just don't give them my thoughts. Don't give those events my energy. Not that I'm ignoring them. I've, it's like me being downtown in the city and a homeless man walks up and knocks on my window door and is banging on my door and window hard because he's demanding money and change because he's hungry. So I roll down my window. I don't get angry. I can't. I'm not in his shoes. I'm not in his place. I have a car. I'm not struggling. I had a Tim Hortons card, coffee shop card, and I gave him that. It was $20 worth. I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you food. Sorry, I'm not going to give you money because I don't want you injecting yourself with drugs. But if you're hungry, go, go get something to eat. And that's all he wanted. He was so thankful. I could have chosen to go down to his level and go, why are you yelling at me? Why are you banging on my window? Why are you, then how am I any better? I let someone at a certain particular energy consume the best of me right out. I said to Simone, you have to focus and it's not going to be easy on you. You have to focus on being in the present. And you have to focus on all the great things that you have in the present, which is your health, which is all the potential at your doorstep, which is a beautiful relationship, a loving husband, so many friends and family that love you. And look at all that and Put that amazing smile on your face and fuck the past. Fuck these assholes that did whatever to you a long time ago. Fuck that. Because you're, you're here to do so much more. And I can feel the energy that I was giving her and the way that I explained my past to Simone that she felt that I completely understood her. And everything that I was saying afterwards was resonating with her more and more. And we ended off our conversation with, I want to book a few more sessions and I want to focus on, on me. And what can I do? I said, just have a little sketch pad, a notepad in the kitchen. And every time you feel anger sneaking up, just have a sticky pad just saying, that energy wants you to stay down and in a low vibration. Don't. Don't go there. 
It's just a habit sucking you back in. You're going to break from that habit because you've given that habit enough time and energy. That's all. You just need to recognize that it's there. And when you recognize that it's there, it ceases to exist. Just that's all you can do. Just keep a note of that until our next session. And then we will focus on how to get you to focus on you. The other part of this discussion was the cheating aspect. So the reason Simone chose to cheat was because she wanted, she felt worthless when she goes back to her past. She felt dirty. And for some reason, the dark energy, the suck of that low vibration keeps pulling her back to be with people that treated her like these horrible evil men when she was a child. It's almost like misery attracts misery. So she has good things right now and she feels that she doesn't deserve them because misery is telling her that she doesn't deserve them. And that whole time when she was cheating on her partner, she wasn't enjoying it. She was torturing herself even more. And she wanted things in that relationship, in the cheating relationship, to be painful, to have rough sex, to be just treated like trash. And I said, that's self-sabotage. And it, they're all connected. And when you feel like going down that dark, low, lonely road, you need to snap out of it. It's the test. You may fail a few dozen times, but now that you've brought it out in the open, it's no longer a hidden secret just inside of you. You have more energies around you that are going to protect you. And she cried more. She hugged her husband. And her husband loves her, obviously forgave her. But he did say, that hurt, don't do something stupid like that again. She said, I won't. She said, I promise I won't. So, there are problems in every relationship. And in the case of Jason and Simone, cheating triggers is triggered from 
something, something that is painful or something that is not fulfilling to you. And most of the time, you're not being honest with yourself. And when you're not being honest with your own emotions and feelings and suppressing them, you're going to open doors to these kinds of scenarios and events. And in that process, you're going to end up not only disappointing yourself, but most likely hurting those that are around you, that are caring about you, that care for you. I'm your host, Ray, and this is the end of this episode, but there's lots more that I have to podcast and talk about. So I'll be publishing those in the next uh, day uh, or so, and make sure you subscribe, follow, and get exclusive content and listen to ad-free episodes as well. And stay positive. If you have any questions, please send those questions over um, to me. Go to my website, raybrown.net forward slash contact and ask me your questions. I may not get back and create a podcast for every question, but I'm pretty positive I'll get back to you um, via email. So thank you for your time. Stay positive and stay blessed.